next on the 5 o'clock report. 24 degree temperature rise. It's hard to say she really has a path to the nomination. With the Santa's dropping on, it's over. We believe in reproductive freedom! Across upstate New York, a great collaboration among the pro-life movement. Inflating your rent. No, come on! Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good afternoon and welcome to the broadcast. I'm Family Life News anchor Sarah Harnish. We start with a little meteorology. 34 for a high today and 50 by Wednesday. The deep, hard freeze of the past week is breaking. This guy runs a homeless shelter in Buffalo. He says a record number of people are looking for somewhere warm to go. I've been doing this for seven years now and every year... It just get worse and worse. Yesterday, we had 85 people. Today is 115. Fans in Buffalo had to shovel out their seats again at Highmark Stadium. We're uh, willing to help whatever it takes for our team. Meteorologist Al Roker says the warm-up nationwide will be incremental this week, but significant. 24 hours ago, it was 18 degrees colder in St. Louis. You're at 31 right now. Louisville has warmed up 16 degrees from 24 hours ago. Chicago, 24 degree temperature rise in the last 24 hours. New York and Pennsylvania have a 33 degree boost coming, measured from the 17 degree low a week ago to the predicted highs on Wednesday and Thursday. Lots of rain on the way, too, and potential flooding. Kevin Williams has more in three minutes. And then there were two for the GOP presidential nomination. The question is, can Nikki Haley in tomorrow's New Hampshire primary slow Donald Trump's momentum after the Iowa caucuses? If she's within nine or less of Trump, maybe she can carry on and have a case. But if she's 10 more behind Trump, it's hard to say she really has a path to the nomination. At this point, though, for Haley, she still thinks she has strength in her home state of South Carolina. So if she gets 10 or 12 points behind Trump, she still may decide to stay in the race and hang tough. Voters are gearing up in the Granite State. We're Trump people. I think with DeSantis dropping out, it's no longer a two-person race. It's over. I mean, it's over. The foreign issues going on, I don't think she's strong enough in that field. Along the border? Right, right. Oh, definitely um, the border. She's been on both sides of that border, and then she hasn't really settled. We need the border closed. Nikki Haley spending the last day before the vote canvassing the state. I'll leave you with this. May the best woman win. <laughs> The Biden administration is promoting abortion on today's 51st anniversary of the infamous Roe versus Wade decision, which was overturned two years ago by the U.S. Supreme Court. Vice President Kamala Harris campaigning today in Michigan. Do we believe in reproductive freedom? Do we believe in the promise of America? The support of abortion front and center in the Biden campaign. Christina Fadden was the head for March for Life in Syracuse on Saturday. She said the harder they push for abortion, the more she's seeing groups across New York State band together to fight against it. What I see in this area and across upstate New York really is such a great collaboration among all the different aspects of the pro-life movement. So Syracuse Right to Life, we major a little bit more. Our bread and butter is on the legislative and advocacy 
advocacy and making sure that our voices are heard politically, but we are very much in close contact with other organizations that are witnessing out in front of places where abortions are performed, pregnancy resource centers. So it's exciting to see the collaboration and how lives are being saved. Now to Atlanta, where the youngest son of Martin Luther King Jr. has died at the age of 62. Dexter Scott King had been battling prostate cancer. He had no children. The NFL's Final Four is set, and once again, the Buffalo Bills are not advancing in the playoffs. They lost to Kansas City for the third time in four years last night. Here's Jim Nance with CBS Sports. Wide right. Wow. The two most dreaded words in Buffalo have surfaced again. Buffalo fell to the Chiefs after a missed field goal late that would have tied the game. The FAA is calling for new inspections of older Boeing 737 jets. They're similar to the MAX 9 planes that were recently grounded. This recommendation comes after some airlines reported issues with bolts during inspections. It follows the grounding of Boeing 737 MAX 9 planes after a cabin door plug blew out in flight. These planes are not part of the MAX fleet, but have the same door plug design. They're flown by United, Delta, and Alaska Airlines. Florida lawmakers are finalizing legislation that bans children under the age of 16 from using social media. The bill, if approved, would force big tech to end the accounts of minors within 90 days. Companies would also have to give a disclaimer about the mental health effects of social media on kids under the age of 16. And it's dangerous to be a Christian in many places on this planet. No more place is more dangerous than communist North Korea. For the 15th year in a row, it's claimed top spot on the World Watch List. Family Life's Greg Gillespie has more. The new World Watch List categorizes the 50 nations where it is most dangerous to be followers of Jesus Christ. Their research says Christians are purposely targeted or extra vulnerable, especially in nations where governments become increasingly powerful and autocratic and where radical Islamic elements are present. The risks to people of the Christian faith are especially noticeable from India through the Middle East into Central Africa. Greg Gillespie, Family Life News. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, fears of flooding on the way, new climate laws in New York, and bye-bye to some self-checkout machines in stores. We've got those stories coming up after weather with Kevin Williams. Here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. It will be a touch of snow in New York State, a touch of snow, sleet, and freezing rain in parts of central and western Pennsylvania. Low temps, 20s, but those temperatures rising toward daybreak. Then on Tuesday, it's snow across much of New York State. A wintry mix of snow, ice, and rain in Pennsylvania. High temperatures in the 30s. Then the milder air moves in. We're into the 40s with a bit of rain and some showers for Wednesday and Thursday. Thank you, Kevin. Checking the stories, making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. There are new worries today for homeowners who are buried under feet of snow in the lake belts. That gradual warm-up combined with rain will create icicle issues and flooding problems. A lot of homeowners are seeing icicles, which is a sign of not just ice on the edge of the roof, uh, but up on their roof. When you get a thaw, like they're predicting, they're going to have a flood. Steve Rott is a private contractor in the Buffalo area. We're actually, our guys are out there doing some snow and ice removals for people that have concerns, either too much weight from the snow and 
once the rain comes, that snow gets that much heavier. He says homeowners should be wise to remove as much snow as possible from their roofs before that winter thaw and rain arrives later this week. Democrats in majority control of the Pennsylvania House of Representatives advanced several gun control measures last week, including one that would ban sales of automatic and semi-automatic guns. The bills were passed by a committee on party lines and await the full House's consideration. They'll likely face an icy reception in the state's Senate. New York is starting to enforce strict new climate laws this year, but the oldest form of heating gets a pass. Family Life's Jeremy Miller has this story. Fireplaces and wood stoves are not mentioned in the Climate Leadership and Community Protection Act that's expected to be finalized this year. Officials say wood-burning stoves are a huge source of emissions, but they're widely used in rural areas as a primary heating source, and replacing them is not a viable option for many homeowners. The state is the nation's second largest buyer of firewood, and many of its regions are completely reliant on wood for heat, burning nearly 2 billion tons a year. Jeremy Miller, Family Life News. A police chase spanning four counties ended on Saturday with a man in custody in New York's southern tier. This guy had on him a loaded AK-47, methamphetamines, and children in his car. The case started when the 25-year-old Tioga County man failed to pull over for a traffic stop in the town of Erin. It ended in the town of Newfield in Tompkins County. The suspect is currently in the Chemung County lockup on two hundred thousand dollars bond there's been an uptick in cases of an unexplained lingering cough there's been a lot of this dry hacky cough that's been going around the state and it's been independent of flu covid or rsv dr chris facito is a family physician at guthrie health in the southern tier the cough has been lasting for about three to four weeks and what can end up happening after any viral infection is that the cough can last for sometimes up to 30 to 40 days so i think that's a lot of what we're seeing in the in the area right now facito says humidifiers can lessen the severity of the cough and retail stores are reversing course on self-checkout machines The biggest problem is theft. Shoppers are reportedly 21 times more likely to sneak items past machines than human cashiers. According to a survey from LendingTree, one in five shoppers reported they've accidentally stolen items during self-checkout, and one in seven say that they've stolen from self-checkout on purpose. Target, Walmart, and Dollar General are all pulling back from efforts to introduce more self-checkouts. That's Aaron Rayall reporting. Next at five, it's time for Issues in Education with Dr. Ralph Kerr from the Teaching and Learning Institute. Today we talk finances and how New York State is spending more and more even though schools are educating fewer students. Let's listen in. One of the questions that people might ask their school, how will this increase affect student achievement in a positive way? First of all, just let me say that the educational community is not happy with the governor. That's not enough money. They were asking for 4.8% and 2.5 is just not going to cut it. So parents, obviously, I'm going to say again, as we've said so many times, run for your local school board so that you can get an inside look at the budget. In terms of schools itself, student population has declined on average 13%, and yet expenses just continue to increase. That cannot continue. Let me just remind taxpayers, I hope everyone has applied for the STAR exemption. That does reduce significantly your tax bill. Well, we're talking dollars and cents. Uh, Might as well talk financial literacy in school. Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro signed that law last week, making Pennsylvania the 25th state to mandate financial literacy courses in high school classes. Well, there are basically four things that not only students in school, but many adults as well should learn about. One is 
is debt. And then in terms of budgeting, many of us have this idea of, I want it, I get it. We need to be looking at things in terms of, can I afford it? What's my budget? What's my income? And then the third thing is, how about some savings? You don't know what may come up that you may need some money, and that's good to have some savings. And then probably the most difficult one for people is to look at investing your money somewhere. So those are the four categories. Look at your debt, look at the budgeting, savings, and investing. And if schools in Pennsylvania can help students get a hold of those concepts, that is lifelong learning. That's Dr. Ralph Kerr of the Teaching and Learning Institute. You can hear this whole interview online anytime at familylife.org slash news podcasts. Time next for tonight's market report brought to you by Faithward Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Stocks are up today. On Friday, the S&P 500 closed at a record high, but investors are wondering if this run can last. The Federal Reserve's fight against inflation looks to be working, and we will get key economic data this week. Preliminary fourth quarter GDP is coming out on Thursday, and personal consumption expenditures on Friday. Coming up tomorrow, J&J, Procter & Gamble, Lockheed Martin, and more companies expected to release their earnings. Retail store giant Macy's has rejected Arkhouse Management and Brigade Capital Management's $5.8 billion buyout. As Macy's CEO Jeff Kinnett commented that the valuation does not consider fair value to shareholders. Sunoco announced today that it's planning to acquire New Star Energy in a deal worth about $7.3 billion. Earlier this month, Sunoco agreed to sell 204 convenience stores in New Mexico and Oklahoma to 7-Eleven for about $1 billion. S&P 500 sector gains coming from industrials and real estate, losses from utilities and consumer discretionary, crude oil closing above $75 a barrel. The Dow gained 138 points, the Nasdaq up 49, the S&P 500 adding 10. Faithward Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more online at faithwardadvisors.com. God sometimes provides more than we need, but there's a reason for that. Hi, I'm Rob West with today's Faith and Finance Minute. Leo Sabo of the Christian Stewardship Network writes about this in an article at faithfi.com. He points out how, after Jesus fed the 5,000, there were 12 baskets of leftovers. And Leo notes Paul's words in 2 Corinthians 9, God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. The next time God gives you a surplus, ask him how you should use it. Perhaps you should give it away or save it for a future need or some combination of both. That's between you and the Lord. So thank him for the surplus and seek to be a good steward of it. We can help you learn to manage your money according to biblical principles when you download the free FaithFi app. You'll find it on our website at faithfi.com. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, charging third graders for their desks and their seats. It has a good purpose. That story, After Weather, with Kevin Williams. The temperature will be heading up this week, but some precipitation will at times be coming down. Cloudy tonight with a touch of light snow now and again, parts of New York and northwest Pennsylvania. And then late tonight, a little wintry mix arrives in areas near Lake Erie. Low temps, 20s to near 30. Tomorrow it's cloudy with snow, some sleep, freezing rain in the mix for some. And high temperatures topping out in the 30s. The wintry mix is over to some rain or drizzle for Wednesday. High temperatures Wednesday near or a shade above 40. Hey, we'll take it after the last week. Thank you, Kevin.
finally at five, a teacher has gone viral on TikTok after writing her own financial literacy curriculum and teaching it to her third graders in Charlotte, North Carolina. If you got 384, say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Beloved third grade math teacher Shelby Lattimore makes sure kids in her class are having candid conversations about money. A lot of my students of color, they see their parents living check to check. They see the money management of not thinking long term. She charges them rent with fake paper money. She charges them for their chairs. She charges for recess. She charges for breaks. She charges for pencils and supplies and desks. But they can even earn salaries for helping out. The kids come up each day and they have to drop a budget and then pay up as things are due during the day. You're charging third graders rent. I am. I sure am. The kids say learning to live on a budget is valuable. It gives you a life lesson how money is. Shelby Lattimore took her financial lessons online and ended up going viral on TikTok. So now she's making her third grade teacher salary plus six figures from TikTok for teaching kids everywhere the value of money. She has one more lesson, the lesson on inflation. Miss Lattimore is inflating your rent. No, come on. I sure am. No mercy for the young. And that's the world that we live in for Monday, the 22nd of January. I'm Sarah Harnish, and this is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life.